0: Hey, hey, doula love friends. It is your host, Patty, and welcome back. Happy freaking Friday. I love saying that. I hope everyone accomplished things this week and had a good week. So in this episode, we are going to talk about what a doula is and also talk about my birth story from both of my boys. So sit back, get a glass of wine or can of pop, whatever you do to just chill, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so what is a doula so many people honestly don't know what a doula is and it's i honestly didn't even know what a doula was when i had my babies doulas are like angels they are lifesavers i wish more people knew what a doula was and it would just help in the birth community so much more that is something people ask all the time so many people get confused what a doula is Well, let's start with the word doula, where it comes from. It comes from an ancient Greek meaning a woman who serves. Well, today a doula refers to a professional that is trained to provide emotional, physical, and informational support to a woman through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. I love telling people what a doula is, and most of the time when I educate people, they always say they wish they had one for their own birth, and I couldn't agree more. I also wish I had one for my births because it would have been a game changer. So speaking of my birth, let's get into that. Now let's talk about my crazy birth stories. Only one of them were really off the wall. Parker's birth was planned and less of a roller coaster. Um, Carter's, on the other hand, was very interesting. <laughs> honestly to say the least very interesting so when I got pregnant with Carter um I was only 16 years old I actually just found out like I think a week after my no a week before my 17th birthday um I took an at-home pregnancy test and it came back positive I told Tyler (laughs) He didn't believe me. (laughs) Um, So we got another pregnancy test. Again, came back positive. And then um, I actually didn't tell my mom first, which is so bad. I do not recommend that. If you're pregnant and you're young and you're listening to this, please tell your parents. Tell somebody, a guardian or somebody, so you can get the prenatal care like right when you find out you're pregnant trust me anyways so I didn't tell my mom when I found out I did go to a pregnancy care clinic um and we at the time lived in Texas so I found one of those I honestly don't know what I was searching out of this um because there's like there's doctors there but there's like not an OBGYN that's going to see me throughout my whole pregnancy so I, I wasn't sure what I was seeking out of this and why I went there but I went there they gave me a pregnancy test I got the pregnancy test came back they told me I was pregnant and I was like and they're like congratulations and I was like oh congratulations I was like I freaking turn 17 next week but um thanks they're like happy birthday and i'm like oh thanks and they actually did an ultrasound there too so that's the first time i got to see carter and he was a little peanut i think i was like i think I was like nine weeks pregnant or ten weeks pregnant um at that time so after that i realized i obviously need to tell my mom i was so nervous i was so scared I reached out to my best friend and like let her know like hey I'm gonna tell my mom <laughs> and she was already yelling at me to tell my mom days before this um and she said if you don't tell your mom I'm gonna tell your mom for you <laughs> so yeah I was really scared so I was at home by myself and my mom was at work which is so wrong of me and I feel so bad for doing this I was such a butthole teenager honestly it was so wrong for me to do this I should have sat her down in the living room and honestly been an adult because I thought I was making adult decisions already obviously um little did I know I had no idea what being an adult was um so I texted her and she was at work and I was just like, I have to tell you something. And she's like, what? Tell me. Come on. I'm at work like through text. And then I just sent her a baby emoji <laughs> and she texted back. I am laughing, but this was not funny at the time. This was absolutely not funny at the time. Very wrong of me to do that. Um, so I sent her a baby emoji. Didn't say anything else. And then she texted me back and was like, are you pregnant? And I like waited a little bit and then I was like, yes, I'm sorry. And I was like, I I just like ran things through my head and kind of process like the bad things that would happen. Like I already told her, I was like, if you're going to kick me out, that's okay. I'll find somewhere to live. But I honestly I should know my mom better than that because I know she's not that type of mom to do that to me um she also got pregnant young she wasn't 16 she was 20 so she kind of understands um the position I was in um so I stopped texting her because I was like getting super scared I just jumped in the shower you know like cooled off my mind a little bit and then um I think that night I don't even remember it was maybe when she came home from work or something we sat down and talked And she was like, okay, listen, she's like, I'm going to be by your side no matter what you choose to do. I'm always going to be here for you. And so we had a conversation and I decided to keep the baby, obviously. Um, And it like went from there. She, my mom was my best friend and she was by my side through all of it, through all of it, like to the birth, everything, all of it. And I am so lucky for her. And also Tyler, like, he was by my side too. He moved in with me. He really, I honestly didn't expect him to do any of that. I told him, I'm pregnant. You know, you can go do what you gotta do, live your life. Like, I'm gonna keep it. But no, he's still by my side. And he is still by my side. And we've been together for 10 years. And I would never would have thought that him and I would be here. Anyways, back to the birth story. None of the mushy gushy stuff. Um, so my pregnancy was great. The only complication I really had was my iron. My iron was low and I, and I took iron pills and kind of just wanted about my pregnancy. Everything was fine. Um, I did go to an ultrasound one time and well, not one time, but one of the times I went to an ultrasound um they had mentioned like they're worried about the growth and I thought they are like mentioning the baby and I was like, What's wrong with the baby? And she said, No, not the baby. She said, You. She was like, You've only gained um I think it was like eleven pounds. Yeah, only like eleven pounds or fifteen pounds or something like that. And I was like, Isn't that like good? Is because like <laughs> don't you not want me to gain a lot? So I was just super tiny, of course, I'm 4'10", and I, at that time, weighed, I think, like 100 pounds. So, I mean, I didn't really expect for me to gain that much weight, Um, but everything was fine. Baby was fine throughout the whole entire pregnancy. Um, And then at like 30, I wanna say like 36 weeks, I had um, told my mom, one morning after waking up that I think I peed the bed and she was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure your water didn't break? And I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm sure. (laughs) I think I just actually peed the bed and she's like, okay. And I like, that's what I thought. I just thought like that baby was pressing on my bladder and I accidentally peed the bed. Embarrassing. But that's what I thought. Um, so We did go to the doctors that week. I think that week is when it started becoming weekly. Um, I think it was like a day or two after. And I had mentioned that I woke up and my pants were wet. And like the two days before or something like that. I don't know. It's such a blur. Um, And I don't even think the OB checked me to see if I did even rupture she just was like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's normal, that happens, so, I mean, I'm, what, 17 at the time, and I didn't know, like, anything about birth or pregnancy or anything, so, you know, I trusted my doctor, I trusted my doctor, and I trusted what she said, so I went home, everything was fine, Um, and then around, I guess, two, two days later, 'Cause I had a carter at thirty six weeks and four days, I think. I'm pretty sure. Around like the afternoon time, my mom was at work and Tyler was at the house with me. I started just feeling really cruddy. Like I did not feel good. I felt like dehydrated, which I was little did I not know at the time. I mean I I kinda figured I was, but I was like, oh, I'll just drink more water. So I told my mom that I did not feel good. And I was also having back contractions. She worked like an hour away. So it was a pretty long drive for her to get home. Um, and she kept on insisting to have my mother-in-law come pick us up and take us to the hospital. And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. Like, I just need to take a bath or something. So I got in the bath, still feeling like crap. I just did not feel good. It felt like a freaking train hit me so my mom kind of didn't give me an option (laughs) um she called my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law came and picked us up and then it was like about um a 30 minute drive to the hospital um I didn't even think that we were gonna have the baby because I was only 36 weeks and four days so I didn't really bring anything um I did bring like a little hospital bag um but like I don't even think we didn't have a car seat or, like, we didn't bring a car seat or anything, and Tyler at the time didn't have his driver's license, so he couldn't drive, and then my mom didn't want me to drive, so that's why my mother-in-law came and picked me up, so we get to the hospital, <coughs> and my mom meets us there, um, they check us, check me into triage, um, then they put me on the monitor, and it was so blurry, so my birth story might be a little bit different than my mom's, um, birth story for me um they put me on the monitor and I definitely was contracting um so I was there I want to say for like 30 40 minutes contracting honestly I don't even know how long to be honest I don't I felt like I was there for 30 minutes and then all of a sudden we went in and had a baby but this is just what I remember so I was contracting and since I was 36 weeks and four days, they um, gave me medicine to stop my contractions. And once they gave me medicine to start my contractions, I was still just feeling really out of it. And they gave me fluids too. Um, and then a little bit after that, I felt like another like gush at my legs. And I, I looked at my mom and I was like, um, I'm pretty sure I pee my pants again. And she's like, no, she's like, we are not doing this. She was like, it, it, you did not just pee your pants again. That's ridiculous. And then she went and told the nurse and the nurse came in and checked me, um, swabbed me to see if my waters did break. And sure enough, they did. Go figure. So since that happened, they were going to keep me. And it was like, uh, it was so it was honestly the worst experience I ever had. And if it wasn't for my mom, honestly, I don't know if Carter and I would be here. I'm so lucky. My mom is a very well-educated nurse because it was a shit show. Um, so the nurses came in and obviously said they were going to keep me. And then this is what I remember. My mom was furious too. So she was stepping in and out. <laughs> and my poor mother-in-law didn't know what was happening. My husband didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Yeah nobody knew what was happening except my mom because she just knows the nurse's side of things she knew exactly what was happening so they came back in and was like okay well you're gonna go back okay first of all I don't know why they came in and told me I was gonna have a c-section um I did have a fever my heart was uh tachycardic which is fast and so was Carter's at the time, too. So there definitely was something going on, obviously. Um, but the thing is, is like labor team down there did not like. I don't know. They were just all over the place, at least to me, at least to me, they were. Um, so they came in. This is why I remember. They came in, said that I have to go back for a C-section Um, I think because the tachycardia and the fever and everything. So they gave Tyler um, a gown or like um, OR clothing to change into. And then for some reason, they came in again and said I was hemorrhaging, which was really weird to me because I wasn't bleeding at all um, externally. And they didn't have like an ultrasound to... I don't even think they ultrasound me to see if I was bleeding internally. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. That's the sad thing. I had no idea what was going on. So they came in again. And I, I honestly, I've been wanting to like look at my reports, like get him from the hospital that I delivered at, because I'm really curious what really went down. It was very odd. Um, and then they came in again and said, she needs to go to the OR now we need to have an emergency c-section right now so at that time Tyler did not get an option to come into the OR nobody got to come to the OR and then the next thing I know we are getting wheeled down to the OR since it was such an emergency they put me under and then they started the c-section and A little weird thing happened during the C-section. I actually woke up during my C-section, which was really weird. Um, Luckily, I didn't feel anything. I wasn't in any pain. I just remember waking up during the C-section and them saying, oh my gosh, it's so bad. And then I just went back to sleep. And I remember it so vividly. like I can remember like what the room looked like like every like the scene when I woke up it's really weird actually um and then my c-section finished I was still asleep they put me in um a recovery room um the PACU not in labor and delivery um And then Parker or Carter, sorry, wrong kid, (laughs) Carter went to the NICU because he was in distress um, and since he was tachycardic, so the diagnosis for uh, my birth was that I had choreo and choreo is an infection um, in the amniotic sac, which is what the baby is housed in. And that is because my water broke and was broken for longer than the time that it should be. Um, so that week, in the beginning of the week, when I did say that I peed the bed, my water actually did break at that time. Um, So I kind of like, I don't know if it was my age or anything or honestly anything I don't know what it was but I kind of got dismissed and didn't get listened to um when I told my OB about it um so yeah that's what happened and that was uh the repercussion for it so Carter had to stay in the NICU for about a week um he actually did fine he got antibiotics he recovered so well from the NICU You know this is the part where it kind of sucked being a c-section mom and being put to sleep sucked it really did because I woke up in the recovery room and nobody was in there not my baby not my boyfriend not my mom not even a nurse I didn't have anybody in there it was really awful so when I woke up I was still kind of out of it so I fell back asleep And then I remember waking up again, and I was, like, ready to see my baby. I didn't even know, I didn't even know if Carter at the time was okay. I didn't even know anything that was going on. Um, So I woke up, and the nurse, I think the nurse was in there the second time I woke up, and they got my mom, and my mom came in there and said, everything is okay, Carter is beautiful, and... So we got up, put me in a wheelchair. We went um, to the NICU to go see him. I didn't expect any of this at all to go down um, when I was pregnant. So it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, When we came into the NICU, he was on a warmer. He was so tiny. He was 5 pounds, 15 ounces. And he had oxygen on um he had an IV it was just a mess and it was a lot for me to take in honestly at that age honestly um honestly for anybody for any mom it's a lot to take in to see your baby in the NICU and have all these things attached to the baby it's it's hard so I get it um but he was a thriving NICU baby he was hitting all of his milestones saying he needed to hit um so since I had a c-section I stayed three days they let me stay um I think they actually let me stay four days since uh Carter was in the NICU and then yes I had to go home without him for like two nights um we went back and forth to the hospital and back home wasn't too bad it was only a 30 minute drive so it wasn't too bad Um, And then the night before it, they discharged him. Um, They have like a parent suite, which is super nice. Um, So they let us stay there for the night before we discharged just to make sure we were good and everything was good. And then we finally got to go home. Um, Breastfeeding, I tried to breastfeed. It was really hard since he was in the NICU. Um, I... I think I breastfed for maybe a month, maybe a month. It was so hard. I was so uneducated. My boobs were engorged all the time, all of the time. Um, and I thought that was normal, but it's not. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was so hard. So I stopped and I went to formula because I didn't go see a lactation consultant. I didn't really get any help, um, because I thought you just, like, I thought you should just know, I guess, I don't know, so we didn't breastfeed for that long, um, but other than that, he was a healthy, healthy boy, um, he is eight now, he is huge, he's actually about to pass me up, he is four, feet, five inches, which is ridiculous because I'm only 4'10". <laughs> so yeah, that is the birth story for Carter. Um, if any of you out there are 16, 15, 17, 18 and pregnant, a teen parent, being a teen parent is hard, but don't ever give up and know that there are people that are on your side and are there to help you. Always, always there to help you. It's really hard for me to even lean on people. But I know that the people that love me just want the best for me and will help. So, yeah, always reach out. And if you're a teen parent and or you're pregnant and you're a teenager, go just go tell somebody. Go see an OB as soon as you find out you're pregnant. Don't stall on it. Luckily, I had a healthy pregnancy. So I kind of looked down on that. But honestly, if there was one thing that I always like say I should have done, well, there's a couple things. I shouldn't have texted my mom a baby emoji (laughs) that I was pregnant. Um, I should have told her sooner and um, seen a doctor sooner. And um, I probably should have listened to my body more, to be honest. Um, You know, Things happen for a reason, things do, but I still harp on myself about um, getting seen when I accidentally peed myself. I should like triage labor and delivery to let them know just to at least check to see if my water's broke or not. But yes, that is my birth story with Carter. It was awful, and I don't honestly want anybody to go through that it, it was horrid. It was horrid. (laughs) Um, that's definitely a reason why I became a doula as well too, because education helps a lot and being educated and knowing your rights and knowing that it's your birth and your birth story and that these professionals are working for you changes a lot. It really does. So yeah. Okay. Parker's birth story. So, we actually tried for Parker. <laughs> I got pregnant when I was 22. Still very young, but Tyler and I kind of had our shit together. So, definitely was time for another baby. Um, I found out super early, of course. Um, I noticed because I was so <laughs> tired all the time. And I was really active, too. and um, Definitely in one of the healthiest spots in my life I've ever been so being tired was odd um going to the gym and just being drained was odd so I was like okay something's off and I even told Tyler too one day when we were going to the gym and I was like I think I'm pregnant and he's like no no you're not and I was like no I really think I am um come to find out yes I was um so yeah I found out when I was super early funny thing is that I took a pregnancy test right before I was heading to the gym and, uh, I sat there for a little bit. Um, I didn't really see anything. It was a line pregnancy test. I didn't really see another line pop up. So I was like, eh, wow, I guess I'm not. Okay. Um, threw it away, went in the car, sat there and I was like, wow, I'm really surprised I'm not pregnant. (laughs) and I got out of the car, went back inside the house, pulled the stick out of the trash, and sure enough, there was a very, very faint line. So <laughs> listen to your body. Um, so yeah, very faint line. I definitely was pregnant. Um, I hid it from Tyler for like a couple days. It was so hard. I actually told Carter before Tyler Um, Carter was only four at the time. So he was kind of like, uh, didn't really understand, but kind of did. I don't know. Um, and then I set up a photo shoot, uh, with Tyler and Carter. And at that photo shoot is when I told Tyler it was super cute. Um, the photographer said, we had like whiteboards and the photographer said, okay, write um, three things that you guys like about each other um, and then turn around and show each other. Uh, so I wrote, we are pregnant. And he wrote, but eyes and personality. Thank you very much, Tyler. Appreciate that. Um, and then we turned around and he was so shocked. He was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we were excited still. We were so excited. Tyler wanted another boy. I, of course, wanted a girl. Um, we had a gender reveal, and um, it was like one of those big ultrasound rooms. Our whole family, well, my whole family came. Tyler's family's in Texas. Um, and at that time, we lived three hours from my family, so it was super easy for them to travel up to where we were. Um, We all went into the room and they did the ultrasound and then they gave us a balloon and we popped it and it was blue, of course. I was so freaking sad. (laughs) Tyler and Carter were very excited. Um, But, you know, I did have a little bit of gender disappointment, to be honest. I love having boys. I love my boys. (laughs) But you know, I'm still wanting that girl. I don't know why. Because my friends have girls and they're little sassies, but I still want one. <laughs> I don't know why. Um so yeah, we found out that we were having a baby boy and um I actually told my family we are pregnant uh I think when I was like 7 weeks. We were at my nana's house and carter was wearing a shirt that says he's gonna be a big brother and he had a jacket on and i was like carter go tell Mimi to take off your jacket and sure he goes and he take he tells her and she's like just go ask your mom and he's like mimi take off my jacket And i'm like mom take off his jacket um and then she like took it off she didn't really see it and then she like double glanced and was like wait what and then my hand i was like oh my god a baby and everybody was so excited and my mom was so shocked um and that night it was kind of funny we all sat down on a table and honestly figured out the names right then and there it was super fun super cute I honestly cherish that moment so much because we came up with Parker's name all together this pregnancy also was fine um every yeah everything went fine I did switch providers I think halfway through um I didn't even ever really meet the OB that was going to deliver me I saw a nurse practitioner for half the pregnancy when we lived in Lemoore and then um I moved home um for a little bit before I moved up here in Washington. And then that's when I saw a provider that I really liked. He was amazing. He was so awesome. It was definitely a better experience. Um, Not an experience that I wanted per se, um, but it was definitely better. And what I mean is I wanted to have a VBAC so bad. I wanted to have a VBAC so freaking bad. Every time I talk to somebody that's had a vaginal birth, they're always like, why do you want that? It hurts so bad. Like, and then you could tear and then this and that. It's weird because as C-section moms, and I know I am not the only one, obviously, if people are having v but as C-section moms, I've never had that experience. I've never had the experience to labor and to just see your baby come out and just like put it straight on the chest i've never had that experience and that is something that i've always wanted so this doctor i asked him and you know at that time i still still i mean i knew what a VBAC was but i was still very uneducated um i didn't know that most doctors don't do not do v so at that time i asked my doctor and he said absolutely not (laughs) um so yeah kind of shot that uh down real fast. Um and he kind of like gave me a reason I still to this day don't think that that was a good reason, but he was saying because I was high risk and the reason this pregnancy went fine, everything was fine, but the reason why I was high risk is because I had a preterm birth, my first birth. Um and to prevent the preterm birth, they gave me progesterone shots. That I had to take weekly, um, which sucked, but it kept little Parker in forever, <laughs> until thirty nine weeks to be exact. Um, so yeah, kind of shot that down. Didn't I get my V back, but I can say that that provider was amazing. He really just made me feel comfortable and really just listened to me when I had like worries and things to say because I still was worried and I was scared that I was going to have my baby early again um and then have to go through all of that and having another NICU baby and all of that funny thing is this pregnancy they were actually worried about my weight <laughs> funny right um yeah they were worried about my weight since I gained 25 pounds um they thought I was gaining too much weight funny story <laughs> but yeah i just think that's funny how like one birth i was like not gaining enough and the second one i was gaining too much weight but whatsoever i honestly still think i was all baby because right after i had parker i didn't even have a stomach anymore <laughs> this one was a scheduled c-section um surprisingly i also find it interesting is that they do scheduled c-sections at 39 weeks Um, I kind of don't understand why. I don't know if there is a reason behind it. That is one thing I don't understand. Um, I haven't really ever asked any of the OB providers that I personally know. But, yeah, I had a scheduled C-section at 39 weeks, May 3rd. It was kind of nerve-wracking, to be honest, because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew we were going to have a surgery. I was going to be cut open. I knew the pain I was going to be in for the next week or two. Like, I knew it all. So it was definitely kind of nerve-wracking. They had my C-section scheduled for 7 o'clock in the morning. The night before, I cannot sleep at all. And then I actually got a call at, I think, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Because I think I was supposed to be there at, like, 6 or something, I think. Um, And I got a call saying they have to... Push back my C section, um, and that was that was like that. I, on the other hand, wasn't happy with that because <laughs> I kind of like already had my mindset. I was like already ready, and Tyler actually already went on leave. So the more we wait around, the less time he gets to spend with me, Carter, and the newborn baby. Um, <clears throat> so my butt got up at seven o'clock in the morning that next day, got dressed, and I actually, I headed to the um, doctor's office, and I went and talked to them, and I was like, hey, look, I was like, I really, like, need this baby out. (laughs) To be honest, I was a little petty. Um, I was like, "I, I think, we need to figure out why I can't have my C-section today or we need to like schedule something so I know when to expect it. And then um, my doctor actually just got into the office when I came to talk to the front people and he was like, I don't see why they pushed it back. And obviously sometimes doctors honestly don't know what happened in the labor and delivery units. Funny story because I totally get it now that I work in labor and delivery. Um, so, uh, he called the OR and told them to reschedule the C-section for 12 and it worked out perfect. Um, went back home, starved to death for like three more hours, four more hours. And then got everything packed up and Tyler and I made our way to the hospital once we got there, um, my mom came to, and my dad was actually there this time, um, we kind of all chilled and waited around in the pre-op room, um, before the C-section, I honestly was so nervous, I was so scared, it's just a different feeling when you're being awake, because I didn't know at all what was going on in the first C-section, I did not know a th- thing that was happening so it was honestly scary it was you're literally going in for a surgery and you're staying awake the whole time so real fun um so tyler gets changed in or clothes for the second time but this time he actually gets to go in um and then i think i walked to the or um i sat down on the table and um they put a spinal tap in, I think, pretty sure. Um, and one tip that I have, if you're pregnant and you plan on having an epidural or if you're going for a C-section, a scheduled one, and you're getting the spinal tap, I definitely recommend just like loosening up your body curling in in your stomach and um a lot of people get pillows but honestly I hope you have a really good nurse and you get to hug your nurse and just lay your head in her boobs (laughs) to be honest because that's exactly what I did and I was so relaxed and it honestly didn't hurt that bad yeah I felt a pinch but I tried to stay as relaxed as I could and it was it went by very easy it gave me that they numbed my whole body I laid down um and then it was so weird she was like moving my legs and <laughs> I like looked down and I was like are those my legs flying around in the air she was like yep look and she lifted it up and put it down and I was like oh my god I can't feel them <laughs> yeah it was weird I was freaking out so my OB came in and Tyler came in and they were about ready to start Um, the cool thing that my OB does, and I wish they did this everywhere because it really relaxed me as he plays music during the surgery. He let me pick the station and we listened to music and then they started it. It was very odd feeling the tugging and the pulling and there was a lot of pressure on my belly when, um, they were cutting me open. Then Parker came out. Uh, my heart started racing. The anesthesia said, "You need to calm down, or we have to put you to sleep." Um, so I definitely calmed myself down. I think, um, I think everything was just happening. Like Parker came out, and sometimes when C-section babies come out, they don't get squeezed through the vagina canal, so all the fluids and stuff don't get squeezed out of their nose and their mouth from their lungs and everything so it takes them a little bit to get going sometimes for a section babies and that's what happened with parker um so they put him to the warmer took a second i kept on asking tyler is he okay is he okay and then nurse was like yeah he's fine he's fine um it was just weird not hearing him cry for a little bit and then they swaddled him up i didn't get any skin to skin which kind of sucked um they swaddled him up and they brought him over um i don't even think i held him i think the nurse just held him and tyler held him and um they put him to my breast to see if he would latch which was which was nice. It was very nice to do that. At least when they were actually closing me up and stuff and cauterizing, which is like burning blood vessels to stop the bleeding. It was kind of funny because Tyler kind of flipped out and got a little bit queasy. Um, He was like, I didn't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that smell. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, sorry. They're just burning my insides. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I am like such a weirdo. I even asked my OB if I could watch them do my surgery or like have a clear drape. Again, got denied. I got shot down again real fast. And it kind of sucks because like now that I'm like so educated and I I know what is possible, it kind of sucks that I didn't know before because it would have changed my whole experience. Honestly, it was still a good experience. I'm glad Parker um, was a healthy baby boy. He was actually a little peanut, um, full term, and he weighed six pounds and three ounces. Looked just like his brother. Um, everything went so good after that. Um, postpartum, we went, and it was just me and Tyler for a little bit. My mom was getting very anxious, and I honestly understand because my bur- my first C-section was a hot ass mess. Um, so the nurse kept on coming in saying, Oh, I think it's your mom. I think she keeps on, she wants to know if she can come back yet. And I was like, uh, Sorry, mom. But I was like, um, Not yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, so yeah, it was just Tyler and I and Parker, and it was really nice. It was a really nice time. One thing that I can say after the c-section and staying awake is I hated feeling so loopy and like not being able to fill my legs for the couple of hours I freaking hated it I even asked the nurse I was like can you give me something to like reverse how I feel I was like I feel drunk and I hate feeling like this when I'm meeting my baby like it kind of sucks but it wore off and you know that's just how it goes I guess We finally let our family come back and carter got to meet parker it was so cute um he was so excited it was a really good experience my postpartum recovery was actually amazing honestly um i didn't waste any time to be honest i think like four hours after um my c-section i told my mom i was like okay get me up Get me up now because I'm not doing what I did last time. I was in so much pain last time. And I don't know if it was just because um, of the infection that I had or uh, the emergency C-section. I don't know. But I was in so much pain. So this time I was like, I am not going to be in all that pain again. So um, we got up and went to the bathroom and took a shower. and (laughs) Honestly... I definitely was in a lot of pain, but I think uh, the fact that I got up so soon after my C-section really helped uh, my recovery go faster and better. Um, I was like walking around the house by the time we got home and doing my own thing. And I know I should rest, but I'm just not that person. But I did take it easy when I knew I was overdoing it. Like I could feel when I was overdoing it because I'd be in a lot of pain. But for the most part, it was so much better. It was an amazing experience. Um, and yeah, it was nice. It was nice. So that is my other birth story. Um, and if I have anything to say about this one or like anything I wish I would could have done is really push for the v I, I really wish I would have um, found... A provider that let me at least try for a VBAC that is something that I wish that I could have done and um honestly if I get pregnant again I am like I've already made it in my mind that I will probably be a stubborn pregnant woman but I will get what I want um I will try the best for my VBAC and If I don't get a V-back and I have to have another C-section, then I will try my best to have a C-section that is more of a connection between me and the baby. I just want to say always just advocate for yourself and know that you have birth rights, know that you have pregnancy rights, woman rights, all of that good stuff. (laughs) And know that the healthcare team works for you And listen to your body Listen to your body And if you don't feel like it's right Get a second opinion Just in case Because you honestly never know I hope you guys enjoyed my birth stories And I really told you all the raw of my birth stories Like all of it And it was hard It's hard being a mom And it's hard being a teen mom um just know to never give up. Don't ever give up and go for what you want in life. Just do it. Just do it. All right. There's my motivational speaking for today. All right, guys. Well, that's about it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my episode. Um don't forget to like and follow if you haven't yet. Uh, And I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend and I'll catch you on the next Friday. Bye friends.